This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Aren't you forgetting the ruby slippers? You're guilty of nothing! Yes, I'm a Action! I hereby christen this budget Barbie camper Priscilla. Is butter a carb? I'm all This is going to get me my third Tony Award. You are listening to Outtakes, the home of queer cinema on Joy 94.9. Daniel with you today for an exclusive look at the St Kilda Film Festival, which kicks off on the 27th of May and runs right through to the 6th of June this year. The St Kilda Film Festival is a festival that's close to our hearts and close to our home here at the Pride Centre in St Kilda. It's a stalwart on the Victorian Film Festival calendar. It's been running for nearly 40 years and traditionally it includes a really exciting lineup of short films from emerging local and international artists. It also traditionally has screened a really exciting lineup of queer short films. And this year is no different. The program includes some 70 short films, and amongst those, a package called Pride Without Prejudice. This is a package that spotlights the latest, most exciting short filmmaking from queer artists about queer subjects. And it screens here at our home, the Pride Centre in St Kilda, on the 29th of May at 1pm. If you want to find out more about that program, you are in the right place. We are spotlighting it today on the program. Coming up later in the program, we're speaking with Sean Miller, who takes us through some of the short film screening as part of that package. Sean is also hosting and moderating a number of panel discussions that feature as part of the big picture, the festival's lineup of panels and discussions and events for emerging filmmakers that you can head to. Head to stkildafilmfestival.com.au to find out more about the big Picture, which is the free filmmaker development program at this year's festival. We're also revisiting a chat with Cloudy River, which we featured on the program last year. Cloudy River is the director of Beautiful They, which screened at the Melbourne International Film Festival last year and screens again this year as part of the lineup at the St Kilda Film Festival. But to begin, we are jumping straight into a chat with the St Kilda Film Festival director, Richard Sawada, who's no stranger to outtakes. Richard, thank you so much for joining us on the program today. Oh, look, it's a real pleasure, Daniel. It's great, great to be with Joy, great to be with you. 
Richard, a lot of our listeners are going to be very familiar with this St Kilda Film Festival, but for those amongst our listeners who perhaps haven't been to the festival before, tell us what the St Kilda Festival is. And in this calendar of film festivals, we seem to have a new one every week. Tell us what the points of difference about the St Kilda Film Festival are. Look, there are a lot of film festivals around, uh, which is great. Uh, there's no problem there. You know, the more diverse um, diversity of um, screen culture and, and creative works we can we can get is good. Um, but the St Kilda Film Festival has been going 39 years now, so uh, you know it's got a lot of uh, a lot of water under the bridge. Uh, it's it is devoted to um, uh, platforming and screening Australian short films. So that's probably one of the biggest points of difference. Um, we have 72 short Australian short films in the program, new Australian short films in the program for this year. Um, it looks at, at all kind of levels of all, all kind of styles and, and genres of, of screen production in Australia in the short form format, which is great. So, you know, it kind of runs the gamut from experimental film to traditional narratives to documentary and music videos and horror, sci-fi, the, the works. Um, so that's kind of the, um, the the heart of the event. You know, it's got, because of, you know, the focus on short films and such, it's got like a really great energy. You know, you're looking at films in the early part of the careers of some filmmakers that are no doubt going on, going to go on to do bigger and better things, not necessarily working on features because the feature working features is not the be-all and end-all. Like... A lot of the filmmakers work only exclusively in short films for their entire career. Um, so um, that's kind of the, the heart of the event. We have like a professional development day as well for people who are, you know, wanting to enter the industry or just curious about how it all works and that sort of thing. And, you know, one of the other things too, Daniel, is that, you know, we try and make the event as open as, and accessible as we can. So all the professional development stuff is all completely free. Um, there are some screenings as part of that which are free. Um, we keep the ticket prices as low as we possibly can. Uh, and, uh, you know, we try and be as community-minded and community-oriented as we can too. So I like to think it's a real kind of grassroots event of high quality with... Well, there's a lot of politics in it as well, I don't mind saying. A lot of my personal politics, <laughs> which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but there's an editorial behind it, which I really like. So there's a really strong conversation in it. Look, there's so much about what you've just said that I want to kind of delve into, but I think the thing that I most appreciate about a festival like the St Kilda Film Festival is that quite apart from being this celebration of uh, short film, this celebration of, in as is often the case, um, film, filmmaking from new filmmakers and emerging filmmakers, it's a film festival that also really nurtures those filmmakers, and that's very clear from the kind of professional development programs that you run alongside these screenings. But also there's this real sense of kind of networking and nurturing that comes with a festival like the St Kilda Film Festival. So why is that in particular so important to you? Look, you know, the screen industry, it's a strange thing. The screen agencies and broadcasters and everything, everything's like top down. It's built from the top down uh, and, uh, and, People love the glitz and glamour and the magic dust that, you know, movies bring and Hollywood and the whole thing. But 
the top is it, the the top can't exist without the bottom or without you know the roots the strong roots. So for me, building and spending time front like right on the ground, encouraging uh, new ideas, encouraging filmmakers to go. You know what? Just do it. Just go for it. Uh, and and to trust themselves, trust their ideas. You know, really look for a place for themselves in the screen industry and really examine works critically. That's where it has to start. And that's the most fun as well. And look, you know, I, having made films myself and I still, I still do. Um, and, and I'm still learning that this, the industry and I'm still learning it by doing it, which is really the only way to do it. But I know how important the moments like the St Kilda Film Festival is for the filmmakers. Just, you know, these are films sometimes that they've been living with almost their entire lives in thinking about it and, you know, wanting to do them. So when the moment comes, it's it's incredibly profound. And for me, it's, it is, uh, it's profound as well. And I don't take that for granted, you know. It's like these are important moments uh, and they can be life-changing moments for audiences and uh, and the filmmakers too. So I have to take them seriously and I'll do everything that I possibly can to help filmmakers move forward. Just for me to be part of that movement and part of the lives of those films and filmmakers, you know, it's incredibly rewarding for me. So that's the way that I approach it. And I hope that comes through in the program too. It certainly comes through in the program and all of the events that are part of the festival. And I so love that. I think that's such a the kind of passion that's plain from what you're saying. It's so important. Is that what you mean when you say that the program is suffused with your personal politics, that there's a conversation here? What did you mean? I, you know, I'm interested to know what you meant by that and how you would describe the conversation that's happening here in the program. Look, the um, I think one of the big things that, that's lacking in culture and, and festivals and, and such in, in that festival world is the personality of the people behind the event and the, the conversation that... Um, curators have with with audiences and that filmmakers have too and the way that i put to put the films together is not just oh here's a, here's a bunch of good movies let's just whack them on and 90 minutes later goodbye you know i put them together because they speak to each other uh, and like hanging pictures in a gallery like a, you know if you're a, a gallery curator it's like you know you don't hang all the pictures from a particular artist you hang the ones that you know speak to each other in the context that you want them to. So even the filmmakers sometimes, when they look at the way the programs work within each other, they'll look at their own film and they'll go, you know what, I never saw that in my movie before. Uh, and that comes out not from the movie itself, but the movies before and after it, uh, and in movies in other programs. So, you know, I kind of shine a light and put the frame around them, just like you would in a gallery, to bring out the textures that... Uh, or that you wouldn't ordinarily see, including the artist. So that's the kind of um, rigor and thinking that I put into the programs. And, like, I put them together not... And so people walk out thinking, oh, that's a good bunch of shorts. I put them together so it feels like a feature film. So they're not going to see shorts. They're seeing a feature film with a continuing idea and a, and a, and a rolling kind of theme. There's definitely a thread that ties these packages together. The program is itself 
essentially comprised of these different packages of short films. So the the program itself kicks off on the 27th of May, runs through to the 5th of June, and it features all of these packages that you're kind of touching on. There's an Australian animation showcase, an experimental showcase, a documentary showcase. There's a focus on women in film that you've called Shifting the Gaze, a drama showcase. There's you know, so much. Our audience needs to head to the websites and kill the film festival.com.au to check out the full program. We won't have time to go through it all today. But is there a particular package or set of films that you want to spotlight for our listeners today? Look, I have to say, and it's not just because I'm speaking to you and, um, you know, and Joy, but the queer program is just great. Um, You know, every year there's a different kind of tone in the air creatively and and it's filmmakers from all around the world it's funny how it works we'll be making films uh along not that look the same or sound the same or anything but they they will have the same kind of intent or message or or something like that and sometimes it's like architecture strangely enough sometimes it's fashion sometimes it's music sometimes it's social justice sometimes it's the environment and that sort of thing but I found this year in the program the the LGBT films, you know, they just they were so strong uh, and really um, so streamlined and very very um, beautifully made, very subtle and very and I think it's a thing from COVID, which has actually turned out to be quite a good thing, is that in, instead of people looking at scale. Um, they're looking more internally and more looking at what's happening in their own house, literally in their own community, which is what I really love. Uh, and looking at the small moments and the, the small, just the small relationships. And that really came through in the queer program this year. It's really strong. And the films are very poetic and very, very beautiful uh, and very intimate. And I really like that in, in that program. And it's it's a great honour to be able to present them at the Pride Centre too, which for people that haven't been to the Pride Centre, it's great. The architecture is incredible. Uh, and the theatre that we're screening and the sound, oh, my Lord, they just put all this <laughs> offering between, between the theatre and, and Joy FM upstairs because the sound was thundering in that little theatre. So... Yeah, so the, the the LGBT program is really, really good. That's, so, that would be my favourite. So that screens at 1pm on May 29, as you say, at the Pride Centre, the home of Joy 94.9. And I have to say, you were kind enough to send me this package so I could have a look at it before today. And um, it, it really is, I think poetic is an excellent way to describe these films. There, There is this kind of sensory experience to these films that is of very of the times there, there is a real um, poetry to it, a real kind of sensory exploration. They're beautifully crafted. A lot of them beautifully shot. There's also, I uh, forget. Oh, now I'm going to have to have a look. Cause what was the name of the film? It's we're doing well, which is perhaps a stand, a, a kind of exception in that it's not so much a sensory as experience as it is. this just kind of great, very typically Australian in terms of it's kind of satire and wit kind of look at, you know, um, life today. I just, that alongside a film like Are You Still Watching, for instance, they're worlds apart in terms of their, I I suppose, production aesthetics and style. Um, But they say almost very similar things, I think, which is, I think, what you were getting at when you said they they all seem to be, there's a kind of common thread, a common motivation in these films. Oh, look, I I agree. I am so glad you like the... the, um the, uh, the the comedy uh, we're doing well. Uh, it, it's so off the wall and it's so funny. 
it's just uh, like it's just so cracked and yeah. it's kind of like an episode of Seinfeld in many ways everyone is so mean but they're still really really likable you know? I feel like I feel like a lot of people will relate to that <laughs> I, I agree I agree with with that movie when when I was watching it I thought it was hilarious uh and but I had to send it to some other people to have a look at and to just to get their opinions like is this film as funny as what I think it is you know so uh so that that one circulated around quite a lot but look I I agree with you there there are films in the program which are poles apart um but um but there, there is there is a commonality and I think with all of them as well, and I think the commonality is, despite the fact that, let's say, for instance, the comedy we're, we're doing well, which is, I think, screening on the opening night as well, and the, the animation, are you still watching? Although they're, they're quite separate and they have a different rhythm and propulsion and, you know, power, they're still um, really true to themselves and really true stripped-back voices and that applies to all all of the films, you know. Like what I was saying, you know, they're really authentic. Now, look, we we do have to wrap up, Richard. Uh, it's been such a pleasure speaking to you about this program. But again, we've we've only just touched the tip of the iceberg. The full program's yeah. available at sinkildafilmfestival.com.au, and of course, the festival kicks off on the twenty seventh of May and runs through to the fifth of June. I have to ask you this: you're probably going to hate this question, Richard, but is there is there do you have a favourite film in this year's program, or is there an underdog film that you kind of want to sell? What's one film that we should look out for at this year's festival? All right, now you're wanting, you're wanting me to kill my babies, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. This is not fair. This is not a fair question. Look, um, there's, there's a program um, that is running called Brave New Worlds, Australian Cinematic Visions, and these are the more, like, these are films with, like, absolute reckless abandon. Uh, and not all the films work all the way through, to be honest with you, but there are... But the films themselves, they're just like, oh, my Lord, where did that come from? What part of the brain is that <laughs> from? Because I don't have it. Uh, and there is a film called Endlessnessism, which is kind of loosely based on the life of Brett Whiteley. And that is just the craziest psychedelic um, experience uh, that you'll see at the cinema in recent times. It's really, really great. It's really uh, a little bit dirty and it's quite explicit too, I don't mind saying, but it's got this real kind of thing about it, which is like, wow, that's like, that's got atmosphere. So I, I like that one. And that whole program is actually pretty good too. If you like adventurous cinema and you want to see some hard ambition on the, st on the screen, that's the endlessnessism is the film and the, the program's Brave New Worlds, Australian Cinematic Visions. You know, that's good. That's what a program. sell, what a sell. Um, hard ambition and psychedelic in one film, I think. I mean, that that's a great sell. Look, the full program, as I said, sinkildafilmfestival.com.au. Richard, it's been a real pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for joining us on Outtakes. No worries, Daniel. Thanks so much for having me. That was Richard Sawada, the director of the St Kilda Film Festival, which we are spotlighting today on Outtakes. Stay tuned. There's more coming up on Outtakes right after this. You're listening to Outtakes, the home of queer film and television on Joy 94.9. You are listening to Outtakes, the home of queer cinema on Joy 94.9. Daniel with you today. Now, we are spotlighting the St Kilda Film Festival on the program today. The festival kicks off 
on the 27th of May and runs right through to the 5th of June. Now, I've spoken with Richard Sawada, the director of the film festival, earlier in the program, and we are now going to speak with Sean Miller. Sean is the principal solicitor at Sean Miller Lawyers, which is a sponsor of the festival this year. And Sean is also hosting and moderating a number of panel discussions that are taking place as part of the big picture, which is the festival's forum for panel discussions and Q&A sessions designed to develop and mentor emerging filmmakers. And that's a really important component of the festival this year, as it has been for a number of years now. Sean, welcome back to the program. You're no stranger to outtakes, but it's great to have you back on outtakes today. Let me start by asking you this question. Why is it so important for you as the principal of Sean Miller Lawyers and as someone who sponsors a lot of film festivals and spends a lot of time working with film festivals? Why is it so important to you to work with the festival like the St Kilda Film Festival? Well, the St Kilda Film Festival, which has been running for many decades, is a film festival dedicated to showing the best of Australian short films. And often, or almost always, with our, you know, esteemed feature film makers, they start by making short films. And often those short films have started at the St Kilda Film Festival, including films by Adam Elliott and Chris Stenders and Jane Campion and Richard Lowenstein. So it's really a springboard and a sort of tasting for future talent that will go on hopefully and make feature films, although some people, admittedly, just want to make short films and don't have ambition to go any further than that. But in short, the St Kilda Film Festival is a great showcase of Australia's top short films for any particular year. And in addition to being this real celebration of short filmmaking in independent artists or upcoming artists, it's also taken on this dimension as a great kind of forum for filmmakers to learn and to develop and to network. And that's something that you're involved with and passionate about as well. I am. I mean, one of the great things about film festivals these days, and certainly the St Kilda Film Festival, is it's not only a showcase to show short films, in the case of the St Kilda Film Festival, but they have all of these sidebar events, which in the case of the St Kilda Film Festival are um, special events for filmmakers to... Um, it's, they, they run these filmmaking development um, workshops and it's everything, such a wide gamut of workshops. They're happening on Saturday the 28th of May, um, predominantly at the JMC Academy in Park, the Park Street campus. And there's everything from the art of direction to navigating intimacy for the screen, firearm safety for actors, um, getting permits and rights to shoot in places, um, filming on countries, so a look at Indigenous issues relating to filmmaking, um, the art of the trailer. I mean, it just goes on and on. It's all available on the St Kilda Film Festival website it's, and the art of the edit. Now, what I'm personally involved with is a series of four panel discussions that will be held consecutively, again, as I said, at the JMC Academy at the Park Street campus on the on Saturday the 20, 28th of May, and they're under the banner of the Big Picture Intensive, and we've got four consecutive panel discussions that I'm moderating. The first is on 
writing for the screen. The second is on financing films. The third is a look at producing without pain, and we're focusing on a film that's actually been selected to the St Kilda Film Festival called Nest. So we'll be um, discussing on the panel. The panellists will be the team from the film Nest and we'll talk about the whole producing process. And then finally, there's a panel session on distributing and exhibiting films, particularly in this new digital age. So it's writing, financing, producing and distribution and exhibition. And that's under the banner of the Big Picture Intensive, which I'll be moderating each panel. But apart from that, simultaneously and concurrently, there's all of those other panel sessions and workshops that I mentioned, and they're all free. There's no charge for any of them, so you can just rock up. It's recommended that you book beforehand because some of them have seating – well, they all have seating capacity limits, so it's good to book beforehand. A couple are already booked out, but um, you can turn up on the day or you can book prior to the event. I, I love that, Sean. So many – events, some 30 events on that one day as part of the big picture banner, as you say, and, and, and such an important hub of information for filmmakers, important practical topics, but also really relevant topics as well, timely topics. It, it sounds um, like there's a lot to get stuck into as part of that event, but you're also sponsoring, or I should say Sean Miller Lawyers, your firm is sponsoring the Best Short Documentary Film Award at the festival. So why is it important to, you be, to be involved with that award as well? Well, uh, in my law practice, I, I, you know, act predominantly, my law firm acts predominantly for production companies. Um, so actors, writers and directors tend to have their own agents, whereas production companies use lawyers. And a large part of my practice, but not only, but a large part is working on documentary films. So to support what will often usually be an emerging documentary filmmaker who's made a short film and will hopefully go on and make a feature documentary or feature documentaries or documentary series. It's just just a really good way to support an emerging filmmaker. And, um, I mean, I've got to say it's somewhat self-serving as well, if I dare to admit it, because <laughs> it's a good way to get clients in the future. And, you know, I don't advertise my law firm at all, but I do sponsor various um, prizes, not only at the document, uh, not only at the St Kilda Film Festival, but at the Melbourne Queer Film Festival and a few others. And it's also just a way of giving back and, you know, supporting and giving recognition to, to what is usually emerging filmmakers. I think that's so great, Sean. Good on you for doing that. But, I, you know, I have to ask you this then. In your involvement in the industry, working with emerging filmmakers, being a part of their journey, it's been a rough year, a rough few years for emerging artists of all kinds, but especially in the film industry where we know the kind of cinema landscape has been so heavily impacted. What kind of changes have you observed in the landscape, both in terms of production, but also in terms of these doors that, you know, have variously been yeah. closed, I think, to emerging artists well, over the past well, few years. Well, I mean, you're right. You know, the, the lockdowns, the pandemic, it really just upended the film industry. And at various stages, there were just no productions going ahead at all. You know, in the long run, hopefully, as we kind of emerge from the pandemic, ha-ha, <laughs> um, you know, I would hope that, you know, they just can continue on with their careers and see the, the two years of the 
predominant two years of COVID that we had as a blip, if I can be optimistic about it. But, I mean, as we all know, you know, in the entertainment industry, mental health is a major issue. And when we had those lockdowns for, for a lot of people in the artistic community, including filmmakers, be they crew or actors, it was very, very challenging. We are speaking with Sean Miller, the director of Sean Miller Lawyers, about his involvement in the St Kilda Film Festival. We're spotlighting the festival on Outtakes today. Stay tuned. There's more coming up on Outtakes right after this. You're listening to Outtakes, the home of queer cinema on Joy 94.9. Daniel with you today on Outtakes, where we are spotlighting the St Kilda Film Festival. The St Kilda Film Festival kicks off on the 27th of May and runs right through to the 5th of June. It is a stalwart on the Victorian Film Festival calendar because it spotlights the work of emerging local artists, which is so important and which so often takes the form of short format films. The St Kilda Film Festival is nothing if not a celebration of short format filmmaking, and it often includes a really exciting lineup of queer short films. This year's program is no different. It includes a package called Pride Without Prejudice, which is a showcase of LGBTIQA plus short format films, which screens at the Pride Centre, our home here at Joy 94.9, on the 29th of May at 1pm. The films in total run for approximately 80 minutes. Now, we're joined by Sean Miller, the principal of Sean Miller Lawyers, which sponsors the festival this year, and Sean is moderating and hosting a number of development panels as part of the program. Sean, tell us about the Pride Without Prejudice package at this year's St Kilda Film Festival. Well, what's really exciting about the Pride Without Prejudice package of short films, which, as you said, is showing Sunday the 29th of May at 1pm at the Pride Centre, is that there, there's, a, there's a couple of comedies, there's an animation, there's a few documentaries. So it's a whole mix of short films. Probably if I had a standout, given that we all need a bit of a laugh these days, it would have um, a film called We're Doing Well, which was directed by Andrew Mills, and that's a comedy, and it's 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 very, I think it's very funny. Um, um, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of bounce to it, a lot of a lot a lot of um, it's got a lot of pep to it. You know, like it's very peppy and uplifting, and I think it's a very funny film. It is. Um, it is a lot of fun also, because. This show, my impression of the showcase is a lot of these films are very sensory. Uh, they're more impression, almost impressionistic in style. Whereas this was, you know, a, a very, it had this kind of um, Australian wit to it, this kind of Australian sensibility that we see with a lot of local production, especially comedies. And um, it was, it was a bit of fun in in yeah. um, in a pool of films that were otherwise. Far more serious, impressionistic, sensory. Yeah. This well, was. Although I've got to say, I don't know if you'll agree with me, Dan, but the film Are You Still Watching, which is an animation, the directors are T- Tully, Polich Took, and Kitty Crystal, that's quite humorous as well in its own droll way. So that's a very clever animation made by 
the fabulous team at Sissy Sisters. Sissy Screens, I think it is. And are you still watching? It's it's a very clever animated film. Would you, you do agree? Oh, of course. Yeah, it's it's. But again, it's very impressionistic, isn't it? It's sensor, and it's just it's so kooky. It's so strange. Um, it's yeah. so such a kind of trip. Um, it's trippy. Yeah. I, think, I think trippy is a good way to describe it. But it captures, and uh, you you referred to a, a short in the queer package that referenced you know, COVID and the experience of lockdown. Well, surely this is it. This is a film that is all about the lockdown experience and how, how kind of inward it turned us all. That's right. But, but I also agree with you, Dan, about a lot of the other films being impressionistic, like X for the Invisible, which is a documentary directed by Kate Vinnan. I mean, it's, it's very ethereal and, you know, it's, um, it's got its own sort of mood and bro- it's kind of moody and broody almost. It's got a very, mm. almost a bit somber. Mm. Uh, a film that I found also quite uplifting, it's not a comedy, is a documentary film called Mellow. And that's actually a VCE film, a VCE graduating film, not VCA, VCE, Victorian um, Certificate of Education. So it's remarkable that this was made by a final year student. And that's about a non-binary person of colour. It's a short, it's a short, short. I think it's only about three minutes, but it's very, very well executed and um, I would say moving and um Beautifully photographed as well. The cinematography is wonderful. And actually, on that point about that, that being a VCE film, there is a whole bracket of shorts, which this film, Mellow, is part of, just focusing on VCE graduating shorts from what I guess would be their media studies subject in VCE. Uh, I have to agree with you, Sean, that it was a really well-executed short. I, when, when you told me that it was uh, produced and directed and put together by a VCE student, I was pretty gobsmacked. So I think it's quite an achievement. The other film, if we're talking about this kind of beautiful visual aesthetic, um, you know, this kind of sensory experience, I think Beautiful They was also really well shot, a really beautiful film to watch. I agree. And quite a sensory experience as well. I agree with that. It's got a very... The tone of the film is very... It's kind of given a bit of a light touch, but it's, um, you know, about what seems to be a non-binary or certainly a transgender character. They're young and their relationship with another young person and it's just very well also very well done so i mean that all all the films in the pride without prejudice section of short films uh or session of short films they're all they're all very different but as a collective it's it's a really interesting lot of films to watch so i hope people get an opportunity to pop down to the pride center on sunday the 29th of may at 1 p.m to to watch um to watch the section. It's the, the total duration of the session is only 80 minutes, so it's not going to take a huge chunk out of anyone's day. But I should point out, while we're talking about films being on, the actual festival opening night is on... Um, the actual festival opening night is on Friday the 27th of May, and that's going to be a big opening night at the Astor Cinema. And the festival runs then right through to the following... Sunday the 5th of, of, of June. So most of the film screenings are at the Astor Cinema, but the Pride Without Prejudice queer group of 
Films is at the Pride Centre and um, the workshops, the filmmaking workshops, the big picture, the filmmaker development day, that's predominantly at the JMC Academy, the um, Park Street campus. Well, look, uh, we've we've touched on a number of different packages and programs that are included as part of the St Kilda Film Festival, Sean, but obviously we've only touched the tip of the iceberg. For our listeners who want to find out more about the festival and the films that we've looked at, the website is stkildafilmfestival.com.au and there's a lot of information up on that website about the big picture uh, filmmaker development program that we've talked about as well as the Pride Without Prejudice showcase and all of the film screening at this year's festival yeah and it's a great opportunity also for networking amongst particularly young or emerging filmmakers just to be with like-minded people and um you know sometimes relationships are forged at things like the st kilda film festival and creative teams are born out of it and you never know where it's going to lead to fantastic well can i make one last point of course the St Kilda Film Festival is actually accredited with the Academy Awards. So the winners of the various prizes like the best short film or best documentary film will be in the running for the, they can be entered into the running for an actual Academy Award. So um, it's an Academy Award accredited film festival. And that's pretty major for any young filmmaker, isn't it? Huge, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, congratulations on working with the festival. Thank you for supporting it and for supporting our local artists, our independent emerging artists. It's really important stuff, especially especially at, at, you know, this point in time after the couple of years that we've had. So good work. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Outtakes. All right. Thank you, Dan. Have a great day. You're listening to Outtakes, the home of queer film and television on Joy 94.9. You are listening to Outtakes, the home of queer cinema on Joy 94.9. Daniel with you today. Today on Outtakes, we've been spotlighting the St Hilda Film Festival. We spoke with Richard Sawada, the director of the festival, and Sean Miller, who through his firm is sponsoring the festival and is also moderating a number of panel discussions as part of The Big Picture, the festival's platform of Q&As and discussions and panels for emerging filmmakers. To round out our look at the St Kilda Film Festival today, we are revisiting a chat that we aired last year with the director, Cloudy Rhodes, whose short film, Beautiful They, screened at the Melbourne International Film Festival and now re-screens as part of the St Kilda Film Festival. It screens as part of the Pride and Prejudice package, which we've looked at a bit on the program today and which features a number of short films made by queer filmmakers about queer subjects. So it's a really exciting package. This is our chat with director Cloudy Rhodes. You're listening to Outtakes, the home of queer cinema on Joy 94.9. You're listening to Outtakes on Joy 94.9. And this is From the Vault. First up, we're looking at Beautiful Day, which is a new short film from Australian writer and director Cloudy Rhodes that is screening at MIF 2021 uh, in the Accelerator Shorts 2 package. The film itself is about when two young people cross paths one afternoon and they find that they are irresistibly drawn to one another. It looks beautiful and it has an almost ethereal synth score. Beautiful They is a queer surf romance that enamors with its slow burn delicate intimacy. Here is the trailer.
means violet, by the way. Blue. So is blue your favorite color or something? I guess, maybe. Well, it's mine. Now, we have an interview with Cloudy Rhodes about their new short film, and we discuss in it its themes, how it got made, and the casting process. But I started off first, Gina, with the very hard-hitting question. Tell us about your film. I would, In short, I would probably say it's about a young non-binary person who finds refuge in being seen through an experience they have with Violet, the love interest in the film. I'd say it's really simple and for me really that the symbol of the film is sort of starting with this binding in the morning and ending with this unbinding that Mm. afternoon and kind of the symbology in that. I think too there's a misconception uh, among I guess the you know more broader public and when we're speaking to filmmakers you know you really understand that kind of journey from of getting their stories onto the screen. In terms of making this short film in particular, how long did it take you to get it from the page, let's say, yeah. um, to actually finalised? It was a while, to be honest. Mm. I mean, I it was an interesting one for me. I woke up from kind of a dream and sat down and wrote the whole film in one go, which is not usually the case. Usually mm-hmm. that's then months you know on, on on a script or years you know if I'm trying to write a feature at the moment I can't imagine ever finishing it but the actual writing process was yeah really really fast but then to get the film made it took took a while like um finding the right producer was a big thing and then um finding money obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> and then casting casting was huge because I just wanted it to feel really authentic and I wanted to find someone who sort of shared my experience, especially in their, you know, their gender identity. And, yeah, that needed to feel re- really real. So that, that process took time. Speaking of casting, the, the two leads that you uh, secured for your short are exceptional. So how did you come to cast Morgan and Soraya? I was actually talking to one of my best friends who's an amazing actor, Zoe Tarakis, and talking to them about playing Blue. And then Zoe one day was like, Clouds, I, I love the script and I'd love to do it, but I feel like you have to meet Morgan. They were like, I just think it's his story and he'll just identify with it so strongly, like just meet Morgan before you decide, which was such a beautiful thing for Zoe to do. Then, yeah, I sent Morgan the script and obviously he's such an amazing actor and mm. with such an incredible um, agency and stuff, I was kind of, I was hopeful but I wasn't, you know, wasn't guaranteed. But he just was super moved by the story and really identified with it. And then we just spent, we spent time together, like we just hung out for a few months before right. shooting and um 
finding the second person was kind of just about finding someone that Morgan felt comfy with because obviously the script's super intimate mm. and delicate and dealing with the physical body and being a trans guy and having to, you know, do those binding scenes and unbinding scenes and revealing your chest is quite a full-on thing mm. to ask of someone. So I, Soraya basically, I kind of cast her because Morgan just felt com- comfortable. There was such a clear ease around Soraya. And you used the words intimate and delicate there, talking about you know, how they had to interact on screen. There is a real vulnerability in what they have to convey in terms of their chance meeting and then starting what felt like the beginning of, of something quite special. When you're um, the person who's leading that whole process, how do you come to that? How do you approach bringing people into that and and making that feel safe and also making sure that you get exactly what you want on film as well? Yes, (laughs) it's a hard, um, it's like a balancing act, hey? Mm. I think for me, because the story, I mean, the story's really personal. It's not exactly, but comes from close experiences that I've had in my life. So, I mean, I really got what I was asking of Morgan and felt all those feelings of vulnerability and pain and fear and all that stuff. So I think I was, I authentically did care about how Morgan was feeling throughout the whole filming process, like on such a deep level. So that really was kind of my priority, more so than even, you know, getting, making sure we had the takes and, I think that probably, I think he probably really felt that and felt super safe in that. But I think working together beforehand or like the three of us spending time together and then simple stuff like on set minimising the people in the room, like Mm. it was just me and my DP for all of those scenes. There's also a really beautiful aesthetic to the film as well. How did you um, come to what you wanted it to look like? Because it has moments where it's very natural and and quite real and then there's some quite ethereal moments. Yeah, I think um, I just can't help with films. Like, I'm drawn to beauty, I think. (laughs) Um, Like, I'm such an aesthetic person and I came from photography. So, like, that's always so clear in my imagination. I was super, I could see the whole film before, like kind of before we started shooting. And that, yeah, the the really ethereal kind of beautiful scene in the end with all that pink light and that I wanted it to feel almost heavenly. Like I wanted to overdo that and just make it feel like the most safe, beautiful space in the world because it's so often not that (laughs) with our experience. Um, And I was also aware of, Like, I kind of made this film with teenagers in mind. So I just wanted to create, like, the most heavenly, safe, beautiful kind of space rather than, like, some deep, dark, grungy, scary aesthetic, you know, which Mm. Korea cinema often is. I filmed it where I grew up, which kind of felt important, which was the northern beaches of Sydney. And that final scene that I actually shot in my parents' bedroom which was a kind of nice <laughs> way to retell that narrative of growing up and my family. You know, I don't know, there, felt, there was something nice about that. 
Yeah, it's like a full circle moment, as they say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the film is out in the world. It had its world premiere at Tribeca 2021, and it's um, featuring at the Melbourne International Film Festival as well, um, which is a, a, obviously an amazing way to you know get your film out there into the world. What's the reaction been like from audiences and, and the people involved? Yeah, positive, I think. Good. Um, it was, I mean, it was hard not... Obviously, I would have loved to have been in, like, I couldn't go to New York. Mm. Um, I, I did try at one point, but it was just impossible with COVID. So it's, a, it's been a weird one because I haven't really been in the room with people watching the film, which is always such an amazing feeling. But from the feedback that I've got from people who were there, I think people have been pretty moved by it and seems to be having an effect, which is, which is cool. That was Cloudy Roads talking about their new short film, Beautiful They. Outtakes co-host Conrad there speaking to the director of Beautiful They, which screened at the Melbourne International Film Festival last year and re-screens as part of the St Kilda Film Festival this year. Particularly, it screens as part of the Pride Without Prejudice package that features at the Pride Centre here in St Kilda on the 29th of May. Do head to stkildafilmfestival.com.au to find out more about that package of films or indeed the broader program at this year's festival. A big thank you to Richard Sawada and Sean Miller for joining us on the program today. That is it for another week of Outtakes. You have been listening to Outtakes on Joy 94.9. You've been listening to Outtakes, the home of queer film and television on Joy 94.9. Want to catch up on past episodes? Head to joy.org.au forward slash outtakes or search Outtakes on your favourite podcast platform. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.